Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome back once again to the Corner of Truth and Courage. Thank you for joining us here today. Uh, Let me begin, folks, to to say we're not going to be doing our fall fundraising campaign. We normally start that at this time of the year. And uh, the reason why we're not going to do it now is because uh, we had a very good response in our summer campaign. And so um, I I just want to say thank you to our donors. Thank you to those of you who support this ministry. If it weren't for you, we wouldn't be able to do this. It's the support of our listeners that makes this available. But we do simply want to request that if you are benefited by the information that we give and you're in agreement with what we're doing and want to support what we do so that we can maybe do more of that. We are grateful for your support. Maybe you might join us as a monthly donor. Uh, We call it the Army of Ten. Now, some give more than $10. Some give $15 or $20 or $50 or whatever, you know, God has blessed you with. And, uh, but uh, we call it the army of 10, you know, give me an army of people who can support us at just $10 a month and it can make a dramatic difference to our ministry. And so maybe perhaps you'll consider joining us on a monthly basis there. You can do that online at our website, uh, fortressoffaith.com, fortressoffaith.com. Bear with us. Uh, we've had some issues with our website. There's a uh, We've written over 3,000 articles dealing with these issues there, and and uh, a lot of that's not available to you right now. We'd like to try to rebuild our site and get that um, uh, going, but we also want to bring in some other information, other ways that uh, you can be blessed through our website. So we're doing some work behind the scenes. Eventually, we'll launch that, but um, you can go to our website and give safely, securely there at fortressoffaith.com. Or give us a call, 800-616-0082. That's 800-616-0082. All right, let me go through some uh, some things that I've been sitting on for a while that I want to share with you. Ami Horwitz is a, a documentary movie producer, and uh, he's developed a few films. And he went onto the uh, campus, the University of California, Berkeley campus, and he thought, Surely, no one's going to give money to a guy who's going to try to raise money for the Taliban, right? Uh, uh, Well, he found out that the woke uh, left at Berkeley were happy to give to a cause of raising money to help the Taliban to fight against America. Yes, you heard me right. Uh, There's a video of him. Uh, We put it on our Facebook page, Fortress of Faith. We're now back on Facebook, Fortress of Faith. You can find us there, and and there's a link to that video. And, um, you know, he has a Middle Eastern background. I think he's, I'm not sure exactly where he's from over there in the Middle East, but he was on the campus, and he said, uh, we're trying to raise money for the Taliban. He would stop students there in the street, and this is being filmed while he's doing it. He said, we want to be able to, to train our fighters to fight back against American interests. There's a lot of weapons that were left there. We need money to train them how to use it against American forces. Yeah. And guess what? People gave him money or pledged money 
I don't, you don't see any money actually, you know, given, but you know, they said, well, I'll give, I'll give $10. I'll give $15. Some are saying I'll give $50. Here's other things he said to them, you know, to get them to give, you know, we want to train our fighters to strike back against American interest and around, around the world and in the homeland. Yeah, he said, America's destroying the world and we want to secure it for striking against the American homeland. We want to strike the U.S. both abroad and in the homeland to teach them a lesson. Life means nothing to them and America needs to be brought to heal. And some of these students were saying, man, I agree with you. Man, I support what you're doing. Man, I'll come work for you doing what you're doing. And uh, can you believe it? These are the young people, the, the, the future adults. Maybe they're adults already. You know, to some extent, we could call them an adult, but they certainly are not thinking very clearly. I mean, they're saying, I'm willing to support a terrorist. <laughs> I'm willing to give money. I, I think that's illegal, isn't it? <laughs> um, f- folks, this is scary. This should concern us. And why are these kids willing to do stuff like that? Are they so dumb and thick? No, they've been taught that America is evil and that America is wrong and it needs its comeuppance. It needs to be brought down a peg or two. You need to be ashamed if you're an American. Well, that's what our young people are being taught and they're willing to give money to terrorist organizations to fight against America's interests, both abroad and in the homeland, where they, where they live. Wow. All right, let's turn to Israel. The Muslim Arab Party, Ra'am, is part of the coalition party under the Bennett government. I don't know if you, we've talked a little bit about this in the past on our broadcast, but Israel now has a very interesting government. They have so many political parties there, I think 30 plus political parties. It's not like one or two, not like two or three parties that most of us have here in the West. They've got 30 of them or more. You know, you can have a few parties that have gained seats in the Knesset and they need a majority of them to collate together, to come together and make a government. And they successfully did it under Bennett, who split with the Benjamin Netanyahu's party. He was a part of his of Netanyahu's party a few years back and sitting in his government, working uh, as, I think, foreign minister or home secretary or something like that. And somehow the two of them had a falling out. And so he kind of left and created the leadership of his own party and is now posed himself against Netanyahu and won against him. But in doing so, he had to bring in some of these Arab uh, parties. Believe it or not, Israel has Islamic Muslim Arab parties in their Knesset. They're the only (laughs) um, country in the Middle East that runs by a a republic, a democratic republic. And they... um, uh, they've even allowed Muslims to be members of their government, of their uh, Knesset. And now they're part of the ruling government. Well, now, he, here's the interesting thing. And a friend of mine described it like this. It's like, imagine a car with four different size wheels. 
you know, it's going to have an interesting, bumpy ride. It, you know, it's going to be a weird thing to behold, and it has been. I didn't think it would last very long. Well, now this might bring an end to it. The Ra'am party has now been found to be funneling money to Hamas in the Gaza in the support of terrorism against Israel. And so they're, you know, they're in Israel leading in their in the government and sending money to terrorists and this has now been discovered and so this will probably be the end of the Ra'am seat there and therefore breaking up this coalition in Israel. We'll be watching what happens with that and we'll let you know when we hear more. All right, uh, let's turn to Iran. In Iran, they are very strict in their adherence to the Sharia. And any woman not found properly covered with the hijab and the niqab, the face veil, is, uh, you know, beaten, arrested, beaten, and, and so on there, and fined, and maybe jailed. Well, now what they're doing, when they see it, they've got vans driving around the cities, and like a dog catcher, they jump out of the van. There's video of this. They jump out of their van with a dog catcher's pole and they yank it over the head of, a, of the woman that's not properly covered and dragged into the van and sped off to wherever they go. Just inhumane treatment, shocking. And yet we around the world are silent pretty much about the way Islam treats women. All right, let's move on. The Russian foreign minister has just recently come out and warned us that in neighboring countries of, of Afghanistan, jihadi terrorists, the Taliban, are disguising themselves as Afghan refugees and making their way into neighboring countries. Intelligence is coming out that this is happening. Now, there will be a great host of Afghan refugees who are coming here to America. And many of them have, have earned their right to come. And I believe we are duty-bound. We made promises to those who worked with us as translators and interpreters in intelligence and in helping us fight the war against the Taliban, against Islamic terrorism. They took a side and took a risk, and we promised them that we would take care of them. If we pulled out, they could come with us, with their families. Sadly, Biden has botched that up. And by the way, when he says that, you know, we've made it clear for any of the, you know, any American who wants to come out can come out. Well, we found out that there's over 400 of them that are still behind uh, the veil over there. And, uh, and he's, he's, well, what you don't know is that some of these people, Americans, went over there and developed attachments to the locals there. Some married the locals there. And the American government said, well, the American come, but they can't come with their families. What? <laughs> you, you can come, but you can't come with your families. Well, of course, these people are going to say, well, I'm not going to abandon my family. And so Biden is simply saying, well, they chose not to come. 
If they come, you know, they can come if they want to. Yeah, come alone and leave their family. Right. That's a part of the story that you're that you haven't been hearing. And so now we know that some who are still stuck there are trying to find their way, escape their way out of the borders and and to escape. Many couldn't make it to the airports because of the checkpoints and the Taliban and, and all that stuff there. It wasn't safe for them to leave where they were to make their way to the airport to leave when the opportunity was closing for them to leave. And so many of them got stuck and left behind, and now we're leaving it to the State Department to deal with it. It's, it's, it's a sad, sad event. But now we're seeing Af- uh, uh, the Taliban, terrorist organizations, jihadis, disguising themselves as Afghan refugees, slipping out into the other countries. So we need to be careful, be on guard. And it doesn't surprise us because that's what they've been doing in the past. Okay, I think we got time just for one more thing. It has been confirmed. Now, we knew this, but it has been confirmed in a report just recently that al-Baghdadi, when he did blow himself up to prevent himself being captured by American forces over two years ago, that yes, not only did he kill himself, but he murdered his two sons, uh, he killed them too in the explosion so that they and he would not be caught by the American forces there. And so uh, just what a stand-up caliph, a leader, big holy man, righteous man of Islam, the leader of the Islamic State, which was supposed to bring us peace on earth uh, once they rid the world of all the kafir, all the unbelievers. He murders his two own sons to prevent himself from being captured. All right, that's going to be it for today. Join us again next week at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.